Hey, Uncommon Leaders, welcome back. This is the Uncommon Leader Podcast, and I'm your host, John Gallagher. In today's episode, I'm thrilled to have Justin Rothlingshofer with us. Justin has forged a path of leadership and performance from his early days aspiring to NHL glory to coaching some of the world's top athletes and entrepreneurs. Today, we'll explore his philosophy of owning it, a mindset Justin passionately believes in, which emphasizes intentional living and optimizing health to enhance performance. From his father's wisdom on consistency to founding Own It, Justin has become an authority on creating customized blueprints for success that goes beyond the physical. As an Amazon bestselling author and a specialist in human optimization, Justin will give us an insider view on how leaders can sustain peak performance by marrying the latest research with actionable steps. Buckle up as we discuss Justin's journey of transforming health and wellness and dive deep into his integrated coaching approach. Let's get started. Justin Rothling Schofer, welcome to the Uncommon Leader Podcast. It's great to have you on the show. How are you doing today? John, it's so good to be here. I'm so excited to just spend some time with you and just be, have have full attention on, on what it is we're about to dive into. No, I'm excited. We had a chance to get caught up here before I hit the record button. It was kind of fun. So I know you're busy. you got a lot going on in life. And one of the things that I want to ask you first, I always ask my first-time guests anyway, is a question that we're going to jump into your book as well. But Tell the listeners a story from your childhood that still impacts who you are as a person or as a leader today. So I grew up in Canada. Not a lot of people know this, but I grew up in Edmonton, Alberta, actually. So Northwest Canada. So if you actually go there in the wintertime, you're getting about, let's call it five to six hours of sunlight a day. It's about average temperatures, about minus twenty degrees Fahrenheit. So it's it's a pretty it's a pretty chilly place. Let's uh, let's talk about that. But uh, being in that way, hockey, it's just you, you're just born into that, right? Like you're born, say you're born with skates on. And so I was always a hockey player, and the NHL was always very aspirational to me. That's where I wanted to go. That's where I wanted to play. I just. I've got a, my, my mom, she, they just newly did a renovation and they, they looked at everything that I had from like a young kid. And she sent me a picture of this, this notebook that i had made in third grade and said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it was an NHL hockey player. And so that's always been on my mind. And at 12 years old, I started to come to my own and started to become pretty good. And at 12 years old was playing with 16 year olds. And I had gone through a season where I was just struggling. I wasn't playing really well. And one car ride home, my dad put his hand on my leg and he said, son, talent will get you noticed, but consistency will get you paid. And it was at that moment that something clicked inside of me that was like, man, consistency. What is this thing about consistency? What does this concept of consistency mean? And how can I become the most consistent version of myself? And I realized that what could establish or allow or empower me to become the most consistent version of myself was to control what I could control. Control what was in my control, which was my habits, my behaviors, and my lifestyle. How was I showing up? How was I eating? How was I sleeping? How was I supplementing? How was I training? How was I recovering? How was I managing stress? And as soon as I started to do that, I just fell in love with it. And um, that kind of snowballed from there into my 
undergraduate degrees that I got coming down on a hockey scholarship here to the US, then my master's degree, then my postgraduate research. But at 13 years old, John, I was the guy that was wearing heart rate monitors to bed to look at how my recovery heart rate was beating. I was wearing pulse oximeters, was asking all my docs for my raw blood work to understand it so that I could actually start to change how I was eating accordingly. And so I wanted to control these things. I really wanted to know. I wanted to really understand this vessel that I was operating in, because if I could understand the vessel, then I could make more intentional uh, decisions about what I would be doing consistently every single day. Justin, well, first of all, that's amazing. One thing to move at the Pacific Northwest where the average is minus 20. Now you're in Miami, Florida, <laughs> or extreme southeast of North America. So there's probably a story in that in and of itself. But secondly, very uncommon to be able to, at the age of 12 or 13, around that age, to be able to make that choice that you, again, if you were going to be a professional athlete one day, it was going to take something that was going to be different. And I know that different is uh, in a good bit of of some of the things that you post on social media. You're a three-time author, going to be a four-time author here real soon. And we'll talk about your new book. It's going to be coming out real soon. But um, you know that that in and of itself is uncommon. So now, you know, fast forward 22, you know, however many years that's been since that time, how have you continued? Because I think this is the part that at least I personally struggle with at the time. I know some of the leaders do that listen in. How have you been able to maintain that level of, of inspiration all the time and motivation to continue to own it, as you say, uh, with regards to your performance and controlling what you can control? Yeah, I think it comes back to that word different because we're called to be different. And I go through this in the book. I, it, it's if you if you step back and you, the, the, the name of the book coming out, it's called The Power of Ownership redeem your health, live life by design and break the aggressive pursuit of normal. And the first half of the book, I really put the dichotomy that exists between normal and different. And as a believer, we know that we're called to be different. Every single one of us was created uniquely. And when you think about a life by design, a life by design is different. Most people don't live intentionally. Most people don't live consistently. Most people don't make their decisions based off of their commitments. Instead, they make their decisions off of convenience. And so if we can live a life that's different, it's a life that's set apart. I find the word different is to be on the same layer or the same level with the word holy. And it's when we when we think about it, it's an uncommon life. It's an intentional life. It's a proactive life. It's a life based off of your commitments. It's a life based off of your convictions. And that is so different. It's so unique, but yet that's how we've been created. But the world tells us, no, just be normal. Just be okay being common. Just accept life through random reactionary actions. Make decisions off of convenience. Make reactions off of circumstance. But we're called to be different. We're called to do something else. We're called to do something in a unique way. And so by being exam an example of that, all of a sudden, you elevate everybody else around you. You become the rising tide because you set your standards above what the world says. Because again, I go back to Romans 12.1 is... Uh, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but rather renew your mind. And if there there's seven um there's seven words through this verse that are so, so meaningful to me 
And it's that is true and proper worship. And so it's not going to church and raising your hands on Sunday. It's not praying before you eat. It's not reading the Bible every morning. All those are great practices. They're all great things, but it's how are you living? How are you stewarding this thing that you're living in? How are you living differently? Because we've been called to live differently. We've been called to do things in a unique way. We've been called to step into our uniqueness and live according to what our body's actually asking for. And that principle has been the foundation for how we move forward and how we manage and, and steward our health when it comes to heart rate variability and cellular testing and custom supplementation and habit and behavior change. Those are really the primary four things that we do within our business and our company of how we help and serve leaders and people in this world is making sure that we can help them build a life by design. We can help them create a time energy shield around them. So they're not wasting their time on habits and behaviors that the world tells you is important, that the world tells you is healthy, but actually might be holding you back. And so when we get into this concept of living a life by design and being different, that's just what motivates me. It's literally at my core and it, it makes my soul sing. I, I often say that your, your soul knows the truth and we're sold so many bills of lies and manipulations every single day. And we know that marketing is just on a whole nother level now in terms of how they're trying to reach consumers and get people to buy into things. But when you hear something of truth, when you hear something that just is different, it speaks to your soul. And it's like, man, that hits differently. Man, that makes me feel a certain way that I'm convicted to go and make a change. And that's really what we strive for when we started to put Own It together was we wanted to be different. We wanted to be unique. We wanted to speak to the soul and we wanted to be speaking truth. And the only way you can be speaking truth is if you're rooted in biblical principles, because that we know that that's where the truth comes from. I love that, Justin. Even as you talk through the book in terms of, and the word that I really picked on and highlighted here is the word intentional, that you must yeah. be intentional because, and you use the word standards. You know, there have got to be days that all of us have them where we, where we don't want to do things, but it's yeah. not a matter of what we want to do. It's that intentional behavior, habit, discipline, system you put in place to be successful. So you talked about that that power of ownership, again, being the, the fourth book that you've brought out at uh, a pretty young age. What is the, in this book right here, what is the story that you're looking to get out there right now? Why is it the right time to write it and, and bring it out right now? It's a great question. And I think a lot of it comes back to the marketing piece where when we talk about health, health to me is your ultimate form of wealth. Time is the asset, but the way you protect it is by optimizing your health. And if I was to sit here and say, hey, John, when you hear the words performance, when I say performance to you, what comes to your mind immediately? Just throw out some words. Yeah, I mean, if if I think if I'm being as soon as you said that, the word that came to my mind was success right off the bat in terms of winning from a performance standpoint. Yep. And then it probably went into some of the things. That, I don't know what Kobe Bryant came into mind. So he's he talks about the habits that he had to create to really get there from a performance standpoint. Just some things I've been reading recently. So good. So I. I speak, I do a ton of workshops. I've probably spoken to 50,000 people over the last year and spoken just under a hundred times. 
whether it's corporately, whether it's at masterminds, whether it's at annual events. And I've asked this question to the audience and I've gotten all the similar words. Athletics, people often think it's it's a word for athletes. I've gotten success. I've gotten winning, efficiency, accomplishing goals. These are all words that come up when people hear the word performance. And so I, it really like came upon my soul to like redefine what performance looks like because after my journey of getting my undergraduate degrees, getting my master's degree, going through my postgraduate research, I went and spent about 15 years as a health and performance director in the NCAA and then in the National Hockey League, really managing the health and performance of the best athletes in the world. And in 2020, stepped away after I just, God spoke to me and said, Hey, at what point are you going to stop serving the audience you want to and serve the audience that I've called you to? And it was, it was then that I realized, Hey, this health and performance thing is not an athlete problem. It's a human problem. And health precedes performance. Health comes before performance can be realized. And so when I started to think about this definition for performance, it was the capacity and desire to intentionally and consistently behave at a level equal to your mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional potential. And so the majority of us do not have a desire issue. We know what we want. We know where we want to go. We know what we want to accomplish. We want the energy. We want the clarity. We want the, the platform. We want the business. We want the impact. But we have a capacity issue. And the reason that we have a capacity issue is because we haven't intentionally and consistently behaved over the course of time through habits and behaviors to get us to the level in which we've been called, to get us to the level in which we've been prepared for, because we've failed to prepare ourselves. But the moment that we start to become intentional and consistent in our behaviors that are ultimately rooted in what it is that our body's needing, our mind is needing, our soul is needing at the moment, that's when your outcomes become inevitable. Hmm. You want to lose 50 pounds? There are certain habits and certain behaviors that if you do them consistently and intentionally, it's inevitable that your outcome will, 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 be occur, will occur. You want to sleep better? There's a set of habits and a set of behaviors that it will make getting a better night's sleep um, uh Inevitable. Sorry, I've completely spaced on the That's word. That's okay. For a no, I got you. Yeah. You you wanna you wanna start be, have, being more energetic day in and day out. There's a set of habits and behaviors that if you do them intentionally and consistently over the course of time, the outcome is inevitable. And so this is really what started to just spur in my mind is that the and and why this book is so important is because the world is telling us that there's all of these solutions and they're being marketed every single day to us, whether it's the supplements, whether it's the peptides, whether it's the hormone replacement therapies, whether it's the energy drinks, whether it's the, the fad workouts, the fad diets, We're, we see them every single time. You probably will open up Instagram after this, hearing this podcast, because there's keywords that have come up that you'll be scrolling. You'll be like, oh, a new exercise thing or a new diet plan or a new course. But the thing is, is that the solution is holistic. Our body doesn't know the difference between mental, physical, spiritual, emotional stress. And the crazy part is, is that the body's response to stress is to create inflammation. 
And so you could be in a fight with your spouse. You could be running a a 24 mile run. You could be trying to figure out what you want to do with your business and your kids could be going off to college. And all of a sudden you're battling these stressors. You could be moving. And we've talked about that. We moved 18 times in 22 years. I did. And you were somewhere similar within the same zip code. (laughs) And so we start to look at all of this. Our bodies don't know the difference between these stressors. And so just to maintain a homeostatic level or to maintain life, it has to start adapting and adjusting. But if there's constant stressors, chronic stressors in our life, which again, life has caused that to happen. Hey, listeners, I want to take a quick moment to share something special with you. Many of the topics and discussions we have on this podcast are areas where I provide coaching and consulting services for individuals and organizations. If you've been inspired by our conversation and are seeking a catalyst for change in your own life or within your team, I invite you to visit coachjohngallagher.com forward slash free call to sign up for a free coaching call with me. It's an opportunity for us to connect, discuss your unique challenges, and explore how coaching or consulting can benefit you and your team. Okay. Let's get back to the show. The body's response is chronic inflammation. Chronic inflammation create chronic symptoms, chronic symptoms that we say are normal, things like headaches, things like energy loss, things like weight gain, things like irritability, things like overwhelm, things like anxiety. And we ultimately mask them with Band-Aid approaches that, again, the world tells us and markets are important. But the downside is the longer we stay in the space of what I call fake health, disease-free but symptom-full, I'll say that again, disease-free but symptom-full, the longer we stay there, we earn our illness. We earn Mm -hmm. our downfall because the window closes to go from being prevention and intentional to reactionary, which is the way the world has been built. It's the way our medical system has been built. So if we can take ownership of our health, the power of ownership, through intentional and consistent behaviors that are deemed for us through testing and data, then all of a sudden we can prevent the chronic stress, the chronic symptoms, and the chronic illness. And chronic illness is the leading cause of death in the United States at 71%. And 94% of those illnesses are all preventable through lifestyle, habit, and behavior change. And so that is my mission. The mission of Own It at the end of the day is to redeem the health of the ru- redeem the health of the world through reaching, teaching, and empowering. And if we can do that through coaching, testing, and data, we're going to be able to take you from a state of knowing what to do to a new state of understanding what to do. Mm. And if I can take you from knowing where you have to be convinced to do certain things to a state of understanding you're going to enter into a place where you're now convicted to do these things. And that's where transformation happens. Wow. Justin, there's, first of all, there's, that's a great message within there and things that came to my mind just to talk about them. You you said early on, everybody has the desire to be, you know, well, they don't want to be sick necessarily. Yeah. Uh, We've got a common mentor in John Maxwell who said, I just remember it. And one of the first books I read of his it says, you know, I want that. I want health. I want wealth. I want happiness. Uh, but the question is, are we willing to do what they've done, what we see, to do what they do? And so we have to be there to make that choice to put the lifestyle in place that you're talking about there, the prevention versus detection. 
the other side of it, and as you talked through, and you talked it right at the very end, our health care system in, in our country is a total disaster in, ter- in terms of how it's done. You mentioned the market, the demands and what you see on TV are all the pharmaceuticals that will fix or cover up the problems that we have, that if we could just learn to behave in a way that would prevent those chronic illnesses that you're talk- talking about right there, absolutely powerful. And be able John, to can I speak into that for yeah, one quick? Sure, second? absolutely. And I just want to—I I just want to always language check this because I think a lot of the narrative out there right now is that our medical system's awful, and I—I—I I, I, I often come back and I say, in fact, our medical system isn't awful. It's been built to make money. It's and it's been built to fix things that are broken. That's how it was built. That's how it was structured. And I think it does a really good job of that. It it makes a lot of money. <laughs> that That's what the intention was when they started it. And number two, if I have a broken bone, they can I can go in and I can get my bone fixed. If I need a hip replacement, I can go in and I, I can get my I can get a hip replacement. If I have a sudden have cancer, I, I'm gonna go in and they're gonna start treating and a lot of the research and money that's been put into it. There's been a lot of money and a lot of effort and resources put into trying to find cures for things. However, I don't want to spend any time in our medical system because I don't want to go in broken. I want to find a solution that creates prevention, that creates longevity, but that's not what our system's been built for. And people are expecting that. And so we need to change our expectations and stop putting uh, uh, this thought process that some White Knight is going to show up for us and be our savior rather than the fact that, hey, we have to take ownership over our health. We've been given this gift of this well mind, this able body, this temple that's holding this uniqueness. We have to steward this well. But so many of us are just okay keeping our heads Mm -hmm. under the sand. And not taking ownership and learning about this thing and understanding it, understanding a simple metric as such as HRV. That's what I did all my postgraduate research in. It stands for heart rate variability. And it's a single metric that helps us understand how we're handling stress and strain. And if all of a sudden we have this single metric that under, helps us understand stress and strain, then we can be empowered to take different actions. I call them the eight foundational principles, exercise, movement. Nutrition, hydration, self-care, sleep, immune function, environment, and mindset. These eight foundational principles ultimately are giving us greater capacity to handle stress and strain through the day because we're acting intentionally and consistently in each one of those domains that empower us to take action in such a better, in such a more purposeful way. Then we start talking about the testing. Well, Let's understand what you're dysfunctional in at the cellular level. Let's understand how you are operating from a DNA and epigenetic standpoint so that we can start to change and get more specific in your nutrition, change and get more specific in your supplementation, change and get more specific in your morning and night routine, change and get more specific in your recovery plan. And that's the learning curve that we want to take people on. That's the level of interest that we need to be at because that's the recipe for prevention. The more you're understanding, the better you can steward it. Because what we can't articulate, we can't steward. But it's 
requires us to take ownership of that. Sure. And oftentimes pairing or partnering with another company, we don't, the biggest thing when we built our company, we did not want to be a crutch. And that's what a lot of companies are, is their crutches where they're building products for the masses. We want to build a product for you. We want to educate you. We want to empower you. We want to build something specifically tailored for you so that as you come in, you're like, man, I know my body better than I ever have before in my life. I know how I'm responding to things better than I ever have before in my life. Why do I feel so good? Why do I feel so mentally clear? Why is this brain fog gone? Why is am I sleeping deeper? Why is my energy not waning throughout the day? Why did I just start losing weight when I've been trying these things over and over and over again? Because you started living intentionally and consistently in in accordance to what your body was actually requiring. And the moment that we can start to do that and get people to understand that, that's when you redeem the health of the world. It's not through our medical system because our medical system is built to do something different. What we require is for you to act differently. No, you're spot on. I'm with you hundred percent there, Justin, with regards to how it acts. And I'm, I'm curious because so as you bring it to your coaching, so you bring the 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 book, the power of ownership, the books you've written that that are there to inform, and you have your coaching organization, own it coaching. What are some when your clients come to you and say, I'm ready to change, what are some of the distractions or barriers that are getting in their way that are preventing them from in essence seeing success on the other side of this different that you're talking about? Uh, John, it's, it's such a good question. And I love this question. And I'll I'll try to illustrate it the best I can um, audio in a, in an mm-hmm. audio way, auditorily. I don't know <laughs> if any of those are words, yeah. but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take it for today to, to be able to kind of draw this conclusion. So the way the world has told us that we have to show up is we have to address the physical first. You have to get the habits. You have to align the habits. You have to establish the habits. And we do this in all of our coaching this process I'm about to go through. The problem when you address it from a physical content and a physical area first is it immediately separates and disintegrates the concept of how we've been built. We've been built as holistic beings, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, mind, body, heart, and spirit. These are all things that make up a human being, the human essence. And so when we only focus on this diet plan or this workout plan or this supplementation routine or this night routine or cold plunging at this time or saunaing at this time, all good habits, all great habits to establish. But when that's the primary focus to get six pack abs or to lose 25 pounds or to finish running a marathon or to get a triathlon done, whatever that is, it ultimately creates a poisoning of our heart. And so emotionally, it creates anxiety. Emotionally, it creates frustration. Emotionally, it creates fear. And because we have that now happening at our heart level, our mind follows suit. And we all of a sudden start thinking, man, I'm not good enough. Man, I'm not consistent enough. Man, I'm not far enough along. Man, I'm not seeing progress. Why can't I get this? Man, I mustn't, I mustn't deserve this. Man, this is never going to work for me which then further separates us from what we've been called to, why we're trying to do what we're trying to do. But when we flip that order on its head, 
and we align with what we're called to do. What's the mission? Why do we want to be healthy? Why do we want to be energetic? Why do we want to be in this place? Why has God put me here? What is this calling on my life? When we get specific to what that is, it ultimately renews the mind. It's like, I'm exactly where I need to be. I've got all the time in the world. I can be patient in this process. I know that I'm in waiting. I know that I'm in preparation. I know I'm preparing for what's already prepared for me. And I know I'm exactly where I need to be. Thus creates a clearing of the heart, a healing of the heart to know that, man, I don't need to be anxious. I don't need to be overwhelmed. I can be confident. I can step in knowing that I can step in powerfully. I know that I can be fearless. And when you show up with that blanket, that mindset change, now all of a sudden, sustainability is no longer an issue. Consistency is no longer an issue because any habit or behavior that you're trying to instill, the ones that we talked about, a workout plan, a stress management plan, a morning routine, a night routine, uh, a nutrition plan, those become easy to follow because you've now got everything in alignment. And the crazy part is, is when you get your order right, Everything that you've been chasing suddenly starts to come back and start chasing you. And the education that ends up happening through this, that's where the transformation happens. I, I, I wish we had another another hour to chat and just dive <laughs> down into that because what I'm hearing, again, regardless of the performance improvement you can get from implementing some new habit, if here's what I'm here's, I'm just trying to feedback ultimately my simple mind to go through it to say if you don't address it from all four components of what you're talking about, irregardless of the disciplines and habits you put in place, it's not going to have the eternal impact and or the long term sustainability that you're looking for. You've got to be able to play in all four of those spaces. You've got to have that whole person approach and not just the physical side or it won't be sustainable. I mean, you can do a lot of good things with an exercise program, but in terms of having the impact that you want to have, it's nearly impossible. And let's talk about impact because I want to honor your time as well. I committed to some things, the impact of your book. So the power of ownership, you've got it coming out soon. We'll put a link to the book in the show notes so that folks can get to it when it comes out. And I'm, I'm curious, I had, a, I had a guest on about a year ago who talked about the book test. So I'll put the book up on a bookshelf when I'm done reading it. I'll highlight through it. I'll make take pictures of it. I might make one or two different changes. But as that book sits up there in one year and they look back and they look at the cover and they look at the binding of that book and they see it, what do you want them to feel? What do you want them to remember having having done as a result of reading The Power of Ownership? I want them to look back and I want them to see how different their life is. I want to see how it has totally changed how they show up in their life. It's allowed them to leave behind the person that they were for the person that they've been called to be simply because they've chosen a life by design and that the life by design that they were desiring was not out of their control, but rather it was in their control the whole time. It was just that they needed a tool to help condense it down and make it easy, simple, and practical. And it literally becomes their what I what I almost say is is their light is it becomes their Bible for a life by design. It becomes their their blueprint and their reminder for how do I live in a powerful way so that anything that I'm wanting from an energy standpoint, from a, a clarity standpoint, from an energy standpoint, man, I've got this thing right here. Thank you for that, Justin. I just got two more questions for you. One is you know really 
uh, kind of a standard maybe podcast question as the listeners are going through. They're going to want to know more about you. They're going to want to hear more from you. How do you want them to stay in touch with you? Yeah, I think there's really two easy, simple ways. Like, uh, yes, we've got the podcast. Yes, I'm on all social media platforms. But if you go to ownitcoaching.com, you can find everything there. You can find the podcast. You can find my social handles. You can reach out and find more about our programs, more about custom supplementation, more about our coaching, more about our events, all of these things, more about the book. There's so many things that we have now and so many different places from... Uh, fr- I call it free 99, right? Where you can just cut and get get free things, free content, all the way to to paid engagements. But then the major social platform that I use all the time is Instagram. It's me that responds to everything. I love to hear back from people. And that's at Justin, R-O-E-T-H, at Justin Roth. Excellent. Thank you very much, Justin. Well, I appreciate the time you've invested with the listeners of the Uncommon Leader Podcast, even in the midst of your move that's going on right now, I thank you for taking the time out to do that. And I'll finish you up then with one more question. It's the same question I always ask my first-time guests to finish up. And that's, I'm going to give you a billboard, and you can put that billboard anywhere you want to, as many people as you want to see it. What is it that you're, what message are you going to put on that billboard, and why would you put that message on there? It's very simple. It's three words. Own your different. If you can own your different, it allows you to stand out. It allows you to be uncommon. It allows you to live that life by design, ultimately, that you were called to because different is inside of you. Different created you and and different is what you're called to. So if you can really absorb that, if you can feel that, if you can see that, your life will change. Excellent. Justin Rothlingshofer, thank you again for being a guest on the Uncommon Leader Podcast. Wish you the best. Hope we can stay in touch. Absolutely. I appreciate you so much, John. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Uncommon Leader Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Please take just a minute to share this podcast with that someone you know that you thought of when you heard this episode. One of the most valuable things you can do is to rate the podcast and leave a review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, or you can rate the podcast on Spotify or any other platform you listen. Until next time, go and grow champions.